0: Welcome back, dear friends, to your favorite craft beer podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Samuel J., and in a moment you're going to hear my co-host, Jay Schrader, along with our guest Jeff Tyler, co-owner and co-founder of Spice Trade Brewing Company here in Denver, Colorado. We went over to meet with Jeff at Spice Trade's new location, which is in Greenwood Village slash Denver Tech Center here in Colorado. Spice Trade has been around for a few years. They are a brewery that began in collaboration with Yak and Yeti, which is a well-known Indian and Nepalese food establishment here in Colorado. But I'm gonna let Jeff tell more about the story. We're just gonna jump into it. We covered a lot of ground. Jeff was a really, really smart and entertaining dude. It was a blast chatting with him. It was really fun to go over to Spice Trade because it is about half a mile from my house and about a half a mile from Jay's work. It was nice to get out of the house. It was nice to socially distance and wear our masks and have a conversation with a really fun person at a really, really fun place. If you can get yourself down to Spice Trade sometime soon, it is well worth the trip. Fantastic food, fantastic beer, really great vibe. And for those of us out in the suburbs, a place like Spice Trade is often hard to find. But, alas, please enjoy the episode and enjoy our conversation with Jeff Tyler from Spice Trade Brewing Company. This episode is brought to you by Elon Naturals. Handcrafted in Boulder, Colorado, Elon's all-natural products are made with CBD extracted from Colorado certified hemp. Ryan and Alec Nyberg, good friends of ours, founders and co-owners of Elon, as well as big supporters of craft beer, including being supporters of the Sip Beer Fest we did earlier this year, use no toxins, no chemicals, and only certified organic ingredients in everything that they make. Whether you're looking for bath bombs, foot soaks, lip balms, pain sticks, or tinctures, Elon has you covered, and they make pet products too. Find Elon Naturals on Instagram and Facebook, and place your order now at elonnaturals.com. When you do, plug in the promo code UNFILTERED20 at checkout for 20% off your order. Again, that's UNFILTERED20. Plug it in at checkout at elonnaturals.com for 20% off your order. This episode is also brought to you by Rooftech Precision Exteriors. Founded by a fourth-generation roofing expert and two veteran general contractors, Rooftech combines unmatched residential and commercial roofing knowledge with project management excellence, which means that your next roofing project will not only be handled by those that know what they're doing, but know how to complete your project without wasting your time. Find Rooftech on Instagram and Facebook and learn more at rooftechco.com. That's R-O-O-F-T-E-C-C-O dot com. And when you schedule your roof replacement project, Mention unfiltered and receive a free upgrade to impact-resistant Class Four shingles. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds like it's a hell of a deal. Again, that's RoofTechCo.com. One last force
1: is
0: you. Sweat just kind of pours out of me. It's you got to take disgusting. a break every
1: once in a while. Being at home with three kids is not easy. So, uh, Jay, where are we today? We're at Spice Trade Brewing Company in the heart of the DTC.
2: Oh, my God. Soul, the heart of DTC. Denver
1: Tech Center finally making it cool. (laughs) Um, Long overdue as far as I'm concerned. And who are we with? Sir, would you
0: introduce yourself?
2: So I'm Jeff Tyler. I'm the head brewer and one of the owners here at Spice Trade
0: Brewery. Okay, so you've been in this, I don't want to, I mean, jump too far ahead spice trade is a relatively well-known name in craft beer not just in colorado but i think beyond you know you've won several awards you have a very unique thing why are you still brewing shouldn't you be you know you know running multiple locations now and you know being a billionaire
2: i mean Sure. Yeah, that's how it works. Right. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'd love for that to be the case. I mean, this is we just finished a major, major expansion. That's like years in the works. So that's where we're sitting right now. So I'm like looking for a little bit of a breather before I start some new expansion project. But so Spice Trade was born out of the Yak and Yeti Brew Pub, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a a brewery inside of the Yak and Yeti Indian restaurant in Old Town Arvada. Um, They opened up in 2008. I came on board in 2016, and then I rebranded it to Spice Trade Brewing in 2017, worked on getting our beer in cans, uh, which we now distribute all over the state of Colorado, Um, and actually even we've started distributing across state lines. And uh, I've also been working on opening up this place, which massively increases our brewing capacity, gives us a lot more modern equipment, and lets us do a lot of fun things with beer and food pairing that we haven't
0: been able to do before. So let's let's go back to Yak and Yeti yeah, Just please. real quick. Okay. If you're from Denver, if you live in the Denver area, Yak and Yeti is a name that you probably know relative well. If you're not, um, explain Yak and Yeti I guess for, for listeners outside of yep. Denver.
2: So Yak and Yeti is an Indian, Nepalese and Tibetan restaurant. Um so food from that part of the world. Um, the owner, Adol Batrai, is from Nepal. He opened up the first Yak and Yeti I think in two thousand two in Westminster. The Arvada location was his second location and now there's two other there's four total Yak and Yeti restaurants. Um, but when he bought the second location, it used to be an English-style brew pub called the Cheshire Cat. So it already had a brewery <laughs> attached to it. So I used he to hang even, out
1: at the Cheshire Cat did years really? and oh. years and years ago. I never even made the connection. Yeah,
2: so it's the same building. So it still had a brewery in it, and he's like, let's just keep making beer. So he he doesn't even drink alcohol at all. Um, and he hired a brewer to kind of get the place up and running and develop some recipes to um, to make under their name. What year a was
0: smart Man? Yeah, no shit. What year was that? That, he bought
2: that was in me? 2008.
0: 2008. Yeah. Okay. So at that time, I guess 2008, what's going on in Denver in terms of the craft beer? I mean, beer that
2: or? was like the, the financial crisis. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Nothing Bush was going on with business. beer.
1: I mean, people were in the middle of the first recession. Uh-huh. The, the first, our first recession, yeah. frankly. Yeah. So you're not, you're looking at um, some of the big names that we like to talk about as kind of the forerunners. For, for None of them were even around, or maybe they were brewing in garages at that point. So, yeah, this is. This kind of predates, I think, a lot of the other stuff that we've looked at.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, it, it's very much a brew. It's a brew pub with with kind of a funky vibe. You don't think about an Indian restaurant and a brewery really together ever. It's a really kind of fun, unique, kind of adventurous place. So, um,
0: but to me, I guess not to cut you off, but beer and indian food actually go together in my opinion you know like i think kingfisher right and you know when i go to an indian restaurant i i always get that it's just you know continually get you know a a good beer to go with it what is uh, you know to kind of is there is there a history there with with india nepalese food and beer or or? i
2: mean not not a traditional history you know Uh, even today nepal and india they don't have a major craft beer scene they have like big imperial lagers um and honestly, that works really well with the, you know, the temperature, it's, it's really hot there. And I think you touched on something that's super important is like, I think beer goes really well with Indian food because of how much flavor Indian food tends to have. Yeah. Like if you have a really light, crisp, like Pilsner or something just easy, mm-hmm. you can kind of help like cut through all that flavor and reset your palate for another bite because it can be overwhelming if you're having like tikka masala yeah. and it's just kind of, it's like an ass- a full on assault on your back. senses. You so know I've been talking too. Yeah, much.
1: you talk always. Always talk too much. Take <laughs> Let's, over. I, I know we're on a, a, a limited budget of time for a change today. So let me ask you this, Jeff: um, How do you go from being a brew pub inside a restaurant to now your head brewer or head brewer owner of a, what I would call a new brewery? I mean, did did you guys carve up ownership, or um, is your previous boss and an owner of yak and yeti still involved how does yeah, that work he
2: is so um so there's there's three owners here um uh, myself and dole um he's the the owner of all the yak and yeti restaurants and this was a big business expansion for him um you know I, I moved out to Colorado with, so a little bit on my background just to kind of, it'll, yeah, it'll make please, a little bit no, of sense. No, so yeah. no, well, yes,
1: we yes. do actually like that. We, we want to know about the brewer <laughs> and the We just don't brewery. have a clear path. We just yeah. kind of, you know, where, where do we go? We'll yeah. jump
0: there and then we'll yeah. go back. For but sure.
1: Sometimes the organic work and sometimes it doesn't.
2: So, so before I was a brewer, I was a mechanical engineer. So, I went to school for mechanical engineering. Where? Um, in, at Northeastern in Boston. Okay. So, I spent about 10 years in Boston doing mechanical engineering. Um, I worked at iRobot on the Roomba vacuum cleaner. Wow. I worked at a biofuels company. I worked at a um, like medical device consulting firm for a little while. So, kind of a lot of different types of companies. Okay. But it's, it's ironic that I ended up moving back here because I got into brewing after i um I, I took a work trip out to colorado to colorado springs okay. when i was working at a biofuels company and the first real craft beer here i ever had was at trinity down in colorado ah, springs all right and so i had that and um that kind of opened my eyes to what craft beer could be. Got into home brewing. Um, and then my engineering background, I just kept building more equipment, building more equipment.
0: So you weren't, but you weren't brewing back in Boston? like. Or, I was, yeah. Okay, so you were, but were you drinking craft beer there prior to coming not, out but, here? Not
2: really. Like, I mean, I, really? had, I had Sam Adams, right? Everyone, yeah, like, yep. Sam Adams is a thing. But, like, Boston didn't have, like, a really ingrained craft beer scene. There was, like, Harpoon. Yep. And there yep. was... Um, Boston Beer Company, Sam Adams. Those okay. were like the two ones. And then there is a really good brew pub called the Cambridge Brewing Company uh-huh. um, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which makes killer, killer beer. Okay. But that was like it.
1: I haven't heard you mention Boston Beer Works yet. No bo- well, that's they a thing count? also. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, they put Boston blueberries in their works. beer and it floats up and down. Dude, yeah, they had a blue a blueberry lager yeah. that they'd oh put they put the blueberries in. in and, the and then they'd mix it with the watermelon lager. Yeah. It was it was like that. It was nuts, but it worked for the humidity. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it did work. So you
0: you, you taste a good beer here at Trinity, then you go back to the East Coast. Uh, were so. Work. Walk us through that process. You knew you wanted to homebrew, but, I mean, were yeah. you buying the equipment, and, and what, what so happened? So I
2: kind of, like, started homebrewing. You know, when you start homebrewing, you make a bunch of crappy beer. You okay. know, it's, like, not great, and yeah. you get better and better. And so I just kept doing it. I, I really enjoyed the process. I'm, I love cooking also. Like, I love flavors and cooking at home. So okay. brewing was, like, a really cool hybrid between, like, the the art of and the fun of the culinary aspect of cooking, but also the science part of things because there's, like – you have to understand chemistry and microbiology because you're dealing with yeast and you have to understand um, you know, engineering because you're dealing with pumps and heat exchangers and all sorts of things. So, I love the technical side, but I love the creative side of it too. And um, It got to the point where I kept building new equipment and new stuff and I was living in Boston, so it was cold and I couldn't brew all year round, so I ended up renting industrial space with one of my buddies who had like a startup business. And I was homebrewing out of like this industrial space on nights and weekends, and that was kind of the point where I was like, "All right, it's kind of time to do do this professionally, or try, or just take take it, take it yeah. back, take it back a couple notches, yeah. you know, <laughs> chill out a little bit." Were you
1: day. dating somebody at this point, or were I you was, married? I was. All I'm right, not,
2: I'm not. I wasn't married. I'm she, not married either. She's still around. I mean, she's not. She's okay. Not. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't want to say that brewing killed it.
1: The industrial space won, though.
2: Yeah, the industrial space won.
0: All
1: right. So, what made you decide to go from
0: I should give this up to, all right, I'm 110% in now.
2: I think it just came down to like, I wanted to do something that I was really excited about doing every day. Like I got into my job and I loved my job and I loved my coworkers and the work was great and it paid really well, but I just wasn't super passionate about it. I didn't like wake up every day and I wasn't like, Oh, this is like, I'm going to mess around with something cool today and have a good time. So I, I really wanted to see, if that passion path worked out. And so that was kind of what drove me there.
0: You seem like a really smart guy. So what kind of thought process were you going through in order to follow that passion? Was it, it obviously, uh, what did you think, can I make enough money to survive in Boston by doing this or was it fuck it I'm 100% 100 in and I'm going to do it
2: well I had spent like I had really wanted to open my own naively I wanted to open my own brewery that was like I was like I'm going to open my own brewery I'm a home brewer I make good beer which is like something that every home brewer thinks at some point (laughs) you know and going through the process it's like I realize now why that's a super naive thought but you know I kind of I've created this business plan and um, was working with a couple of friends who were chefs to try to get a beer and food pairing centric place off the ground. Wow. And I wanted to move out here to because I wanted to move out here because I wanted to get into the beer industry and in what I thought was the best state in the country. Okay, like for if beer. you want for beer. Like if you wanna be a movie star, you go to Hollywood. Yeah. Like if you wanna if you want to learn how to brew the best beer in the in the country, I thought you go to Denver, Colorado. They have the most amazing breweries in the country. Um, so that's what drove me to come here. And then I got here I sold everything I owned, and I put all my homebrewing equipment in a trailer behind my Subaru Impreza and drove out here with it, and I couldn't find a job to save my life. No one would hire me. I wow. couldn't even get a job on a packaging
1: line. You're like, I have all this shit that I will give you. Yeah. Yeah. And they still wouldn't take you. Yep.
2: And no one would hire me because I didn't have any background. I didn't have any history. I didn't have any professional experience. And, and now I realize Colorado is a really tight-knit community too, you know. Everybody knows everyone. It's a great community once you're in it, but it's hard to break into because yeah. if you're trying to get an entry-level job, there's probably four or five people someone else know at another brewery that they're going to give the job to before you.
0: What year was this,
1: by the way? Uh, 2016. 2016. Okay. Yeah. That year. So... Did Yak and Yeti give you the first real shot? So Yak and
2: Yeti was my first shot. So I I applied for a head brewer position at Yak and Yeti. Didn't really think I was going to get it. Um, I had like five working interviews before they gave me the job. Finally got the job. Um, And it was a one-man brewing operation. And it was really challenging because the equipment is old and you need to understand. The old guy who was running the place, Adam Drager, um, he was a mechanical engineer also. Yeah. I think he realized in order to make a beer on that, on that system, you kind of had to be an engineer. So he, um, he gave me the job and um, pretty soon after, because I had already done all this legwork Uh, as far as, like, business plans and conceptualizing the idea, um, Dole already wanted, he already had plans in the works to expand the brewery side of the business. So it was, like, the perfect marriage where I was, like, I'm ready to expand this, but I want to learn. And he's, like, I'm ready to to fund this because I I already want to do this for my business. So it was, like, perfect, super lucky timing and then just a ton of hard work from there.
1: Yeah, how many people luck into that kind of first brewing opportunity I don't know. You're probably the only guy we've talked to that's been like, yeah, you know, I tried, I tried, I tried, I got a head brewer job. Everybody else is like, I was on the fucking packaging line and then I was hosing yeah. down kegs. So
2: at- someday I'll bring you to Yak and Yeti. I was there this morning Kay. kegging a bunch of beer, but you'll see that it's probably equivalent to running a packaging line for okay. five years. That's good so to it's know. So it's a 156 year old house. Yeah,
1: it's like a big old um, mansion Victorian mansion. Yeah, it, was, it used to have all these little rooms too. Yeah. It and was ha- sweet.
2: Half the brewery's in the basement. The cold room's in the basement. So every time you sell a keg, you got to carry it up two flights of stairs. Like, the glycol chiller is in the basement, so it was 98 degrees down there this morning. It's like, it tests your patience. So you put
1: up a- with some shit.
2: I, I would say that,
1: yeah. Nobody's challenging you on your street credit.
2: I, I don't know. You are- Sounds like you are. Not <laughs> me,
1: no. God, no. I just drink the beer. You talk very... Uh- affectionately about Dahl.
0: are you very close to them i would assume that you're, yeah you're i mean here. we've
2: become we become close i mean yeah. we're we're business partners so we spend a lot of time yeah. together um he's but he's a, a really interesting person he's built a restaurant empire from nothing he you yeah. should have i mean if, if this was a show about restaurant tours you should have well, we shouldn't shoot. Ne- yeah, yeah we,
0: two, we can we'll do come. that yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Sure so we'll
2: he, he grew up in a small village in nepal had nothing um his story is crazy. They actually they're they're finishing up a documentary on his his life story because he ended he like he goes from a small village in Nepal with nothing to in the U.S. To having the person who brought him here steal his passport in New York City, and he had to run away from him because he was kind of holding him hostage. To moving out here, to opening up this restaurant chain, and now he's like got this great business empire. He's—I I really respect him for for what he's done. He's yeah, we want that show.
1: interview. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Next time, next time we do yeah. this, we
0: definitely we'll come up there. We'll do the uh, the mansion interview. We'll, we'll yeah. make sure we get him in there.
1: So I'm glad you told us that you um, we're brewing today at the Arvada location is that still a functional operating brewery so it is still a functional
2: operating brewery we'll brew there every now and then like small batch stuff okay um, most of the stuff's gonna come out of here because okay. it just makes more sense to do that but i mean we'll, we're, we're still over there it's still a functioning brewery
1: and at some point was there or was there not a stretch on old in old town Arvada that was not attached to the restaurant or am i getting that confused with something Say that again was there a different location outside of the restaurant in Arvada?
2: A spice trade location? Yeah. No, no. Okay. So it was only just. It's so only ever location. been in the yeah.
1: in the yep. restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know no what no I'm no thinking no. of. That. No, no, no. I think. I th- yeah. Something smells amazing. I know. Right now. Oh, it smells so <laughs> it good. Smells in here. like. I a mean, churro. It smells yeah. like a freshly oh. made churro. I don't
2: even know what that is. We don't even have any desserts on the menu right now. Oh, you know what it is? They're so mess- they're messing around with. Um, we're doing this uh, – ro- all the chefs back there are rotating around, and they're going to do different ice cream sandwich combinations Fuck throughout man. the summer. It's yes. so like special homemade cookies with different types of ice cream in it. And uh, our our, our, um, our exec chef uh, and, and one of the owners, Jason, he's talking about doing uh, – buttered popcorn ice cream with like a caramel caramel cookie to kind of do like a like a caramelized popcorn like a popcorn ball ice cream dude, sandwich dude
0: i could get down with that let's pull on this thread a second <laughs> you said it minutes ago beer and food have always been a thing for you from day one what do beer and food mean to you as you kind of open up this spot and you jump in with doll and you decide to open up a spice trade its own location can you just kind of articulate that relationship?
2: Well, so like I said, I've always loved food. I like cooking. I like the culinary aspect of brewing. I mean, if you look at our menu, that's a lot of the stuff that makes us unique. Is like, is is our culinary-driven beers. Um, but I love eating, and I love going out to restaurants. And a big thing that I wanted to do with this location. Was really pair beer from around the world with street food from around the world because there's so many different cultures out there, there's so many different flavors out there, and there's so many ways to pair the two of them together. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of this endless, infinitely interesting, uh, you know, project to be like, what can we do next? What, how can we pair things together? Um, and that's what excites me the most about this location. Our chef Jason is is he before coming on here and he still owns two food trucks uh, Hunje and J Street Um, and they specialize in street food from around the world and when I found them I was like we need to have these guys do our food because like they were just making like I've never had that was my my favorite masaman curry I've ever had was from J Street and when I found out that it was a white guy from colorado making it i was like if this guy can make <laughs> massaman curry like that he can make pretty much anything where'd
0: you find him where was where were you where was the, uh, the dish th- that you had
2: the first time i had his food was at outside of joyride okay. uh, by sloan's lake okay off their yeah. truck off their truck and then at, at uh, Jazz in the park um i had some more of their stuff and it's just they don't cut any corners they use super high quality ingredients they do everything from scratch they just do it right yeah and uh it's delicious and it shows
1: High quality ingredients. Uh, that that reminds me of something we saw in the back. Tell us about that. I mean, yeah. you got ingredient. Re- the, yeah, the, the, so the, the shell stuff. Yeah. It's. I mean, I'm on kind of a sensory overload in here, and I, part of me thinks it's because I haven't been out in the wild for a while, but part of me really thinks between the tastes and the smells, and
0: there's a visual. Let's let's say it before you answer the question. Most of these kind of brew pubs where there's beer and there's food together. The food is built in, not a a food truck, seem forced. Yeah. This doesn't seem forced, right? Like this is—you'll get a beer and you'll get really good food at the same spot, right? Seems
1: like a pretty, pretty specific collaboration for yes. sure. Yeah. Yes, yes. It so, it's,
2: it's like destiny almost. Like we're so Jason yeah. is—he uh, homebrews. for—he used to be a home brewer. Okay. Um, I I love cooking in my spare time, so like he's a professional chef and a home brewer. I'm a professional brewer and a home chef. So yeah. it's like we just we just get it. We get each other's minds and we work really yeah. well
1: together on everything. And then you have this. Other guy that had a restaurant with a brewery space in it, ready to go. It's yep. like a like cauliflower perfect fucking now. storm. Cauliflower, uh, I, is that what that is? Yeah, it's right. cauliflower. I could that, take it or leave it. Yeah. No, it's the best. Tell us best about word. tell us about the spice rack. Tell us about what goes into these beers. Um, oh in man, a nutshell. How much time show. do we have? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I figured I figured <laughs> that was uh, gonna be the dick
0: question of the we're day. We got well, thirty I'll, more minutes. Let's do it. Let's. I said five thirty ish. Five thirty-ish. Yeah. We, we got time. I live like five minutes away. I got so. nothing to do tonight. Yeah. My
1: wife's cooking, and she does not care when I come home. Nice. Well, <laughs> Don't then You, come you home. can hang out for a Which while. Which almost and try never happens. Ways. Yeah.
2: So yeah, we got we have a bunch of spices back there. Um, I'll pick out a couple of my favorites. Um, one of the ones I really like right now is our cured sumac. Okay. So I was telling you guys about this back there. Um, we started this single origin saison series. Okay. Where instead of being like a single hop beer, like a lot of breweries do. Uh, we have a single uh, a single spice beer so okay. the spice rotates um, but the beer stays the same um, right now we have a, a cured sumac from Turkey um, so we partnered up with this company called burlap and barrel out of New York City okay. and they're they're awesome they do single origin direct from farm spices wow. so they like travel to a country they meet with different farmers they give them a direct deal there's no brokers there's no importers It's just them they get a fair wage And you get to, like, enjoy a spice that's specific to a region. Because, like, if you go to the grocery store and get cinnamon at, like, King Supers, it's bulk spice. It's probably from three different continents, and it all gets blended together. But this is, like, the cinnamon bark from one region in Vietnam, and you can, like, taste the terroir of that region through the spice. So we're really, really trying to showcase, like, how cool and how unique spices can be through this series.
1: Okay. Only one other brother, I think this brewer, excuse me, not brother, brewer... Only one other brewer has used the word terroir, I believe. So it's in usi- an interview.
2: It's usually referred to like spontaneous fermentation when you think about terroir. So I okay. would say Chad Jacobson if you had him on, or someone from. Uh,
0: was it a uh, uh, Tamir? Yeah, it was Tamir. It was yeah, Tamir. yeah, 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 at uh, Novel Strength. From Novel Dude, who yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. fucking get my name yeah. right? Oh same my god, as we got to go I do was, a soccer episode I was with Jeff Tamir that
1: day. Oh nice. Yeah, all yeah. Day. that's a
2: hard name to call someone because it's such a rare name. Yeah. Like, you're, you usually I was don't. Jeff
1: for an entire interview. We're gonna go. We need to go do an
0: interview with him again because it's over, know, a, soccer over a game. So. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure.
1: No, no, no. truthfully though, like two very unique. I don't want to say. Specialty or niche brewers, but I mean, yeah, but yeah, but you, are, I mean, you are really like, like you guys have a very firm grasp on what you want to do and what you're doing, yeah. And I don't think Charlie's using the word terroir, I don't even know if I'm saying the word right. No, I, you're nailing it, you're I nailing couldn't it. spell it. You're, you're passionate it, about beer, there's a J in but there, but
0: not for I don't know what it, the passion is, is, is so worldly, I guess, if that makes sense, you know, it's a very right. in, informed passion. And that's yeah. rare.
2: Yeah, I always tell people like we brew beer inspired by culinary ingredients yeah. from around the world to showcase cultures through their flavors. Like we're trying to we're trying to like get people to get excited about a different part of the world, a different culture through the ingredients that we put in cuz it's a story there's a story about what's unique to a region yeah. what the historical context is in a region and especially now when people like can't travel I feel like now more than ever people need some sort of escape yeah. so it's like it's really great to come here and be like you know what's in the Thai triple Oh, it's got kefir lime leaves and lemongrass and ginger and coriander. And that's like the base for most Thai curries. And you can talk about Thailand and you can pair it with a Thai green curry in the kitchen or our Thai chicken wings. Like, that's what I love is like, uh, it's kind of bringing that whole cultural thing full circle and giving that experience to people.
1: That's so awesome. How about your personal path or trajectory? I mean, did you travel a lot to influence this? Or are you, I don't, I don't want to assume anything, but are, are you doing this more based on future? plans and research or do you, or do you have a history of regions that you've spent time in? I
2: mean, I'd love, I'm like way overdue for an international trip. It's like coming at the worst possible time.
1: Yeah. I don't even want my mom to go to Michigan next week. So (laughs) don't worry about that. You're fine. So
2: I definitely have some wanderlust. I love, I mean, I I really like traveling. I I haven't, um, I've been to, I wouldn't say I'm like super well-traveled. I've been to Italy. I went to Costa Rica. I've been to Colombia. um, and that's most of my like international travel. Okay. Um, Central America, with the exception of kind of Italy.
1: So, when you highlight a region, what drives that? Is it just an innate ingredient that you're really drawn to?
2: Honestly, I get a lot of inspiration from like food. So, like, I'll go out and have like, you know, like I'll visit my buddy in San Francisco, and we'll go out to this amazing Thai restaurant, and I'll have some flavors that I've never had before, and then I'll just go down the research rabbit hole of like understanding how that's made and how it's used and maybe how I can put that in a beer so like I mean it could be anything from like a food or like a cocktail that I've had somewhere um hell I had I was out in Palisade once and I had a peach wasabi ice cream and I decided oh. that that would be a good idea for a beer it was a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? the wasabi was not I bet the ice cream shop
1: food. would disagree with that well the
2: ice cream was great but yeah. the beer version of it was interesting tasted like dirty horseradish water
0: Oh,
1: my Dude, God. There's, so I mean,
2: we, we dumped that. That was a pilot batch. There's
0: there's something what to- What s- are next beers? You tell us. Yeah, we should be drinking please. next.
1: Everybody um, need, needs there's one. There's something so. to be said for uh, flavorful beers. And I, yeah. I, I, I'm God. just going to drop this out there because I bought it the other day on a whim. Weldworks had a lemon meringue Berliner Weiss that was- You drank it? I drank- Five of them. I
0: just don't see you as a Weldworks guy, but that was, okay. I'm not a
1: Weldworks guy. I mean, Weldworks is kind of, you know, I mean, I feel like they're, yeah, one hit wonders every fucking time they brew something. Your beard and isn't I, big enough. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> this one was well, pretty. It, my point is, it's a flavorful beer. It was bold yep. beer. A lot of people drank it. A lot of people could talk about it. And not everybody has to enjoy it, but I feel like people can walk in here and and order yeah. a jalapeno pilsner. Or a Palm Springs, pills Kolch yep. man, and also maybe I like this place because the 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 um user in my wheelhouse it's kind of right there. Super. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, we no. got like
2: sixty is about the highest we go. Oh on man, IBs.
1: I'm like an 18 to 42 guy. Yeah. This is good, but yeah. yeah, everything here is. I think it's approachable. I think everybody can enjoy it and talk about it. That's yeah, I and mean, that's, that so was far. one thing we
2: really wanted to do with the space. Was like I know that I like some weird stuff. And like beer nerds will probably like it, but that's not necessarily what the general public wants, or it's not necessarily what pays the bills. And so we we were very careful to create a menu that was both had some options that were approachable for people, um, and also had some options that people could really geek out on. And like with that. The only way to get someone excited about a super geeky beer is to, like, act as their Sherpa and lead them down that path. And if wow. you don't have an easy option, you're never going to get to the crazy option. So that was a big thing with, with creating the menu like that.
1: That was a great analogy, too.
0: That was. Which came first, though? Was it the location or the menu then? Did you get the location and you're, okay, I'm going to get a lot of suburban folks, I myself gonna say, included, this, it, in a menu that's going to kind of serve them? Or it was... We have this no, menu, we want to find the we right We kind of had the
2: concept, and we yeah. stuck with it, and um, and the neighborhood's been super... Um, they, they've, they've really taken hold of it. They, let's talk about it, the yeah. hood, then. Let's
1: do it. Because um, we said it already, you're kind of in a, in a craft desert, Yeah. All right? Um, but I think the way you described your menu is probably the way I would describe the neighborhood, right? Like, you have regular, middle-class... Coors Light drinking folks that live down here mm-hmm. and maybe aren't as adventurous, but then you've got this business and technology mecca that people flock to every day and they need a place to get a good beer from at the end of the day. Yep. And they might be international. They might be from different coasts. They might yep. be younger and more experimental. Yep. Um, and I feel like I could walk in here with my team of eight to 12 bankers and nobody would have a complaint yeah. to, rog- to register.
2: And that was a big part. Like we, we very intentionally designed it that way. Um, so we wanted to have something for everyone. If you don't like craft beer, like that's cool. Not that my mom doesn't like craft beer, yeah. doesn't mean I don't want her coming here to hang out. So we have wine, we have cocktails on tap. Um, we have sparkling water that we make ourselves. We have kombucha, we have CBD sparkling water. We have lemonade for the kids. Like we got a lot of different options. Um, if you're not into beer so even if you're not into beer you can find something you like
0: were and, you okay with that like going i mean obviously you know your your relationship to yak and yeti is, is is long-standing yeah but when you decided to open up a brewery did you think this was it or did you want more of the, the traditional kind of you know well brewery? like
2: i i had the benefit of when i first started i was like brewer i was like this is okay. my beer this is my art you're gonna like it yeah and then quickly you realize that's not how the world works yeah. and so you have to change you know evolve or die kind of situation you know you can still make the fun stuff you can still do your art but you have to understand that not everybody wants your art all the time and to be honest like I like just sitting down drinking a pilsner that I don't have to yeah. think about just as much as the next guy every once in a while so like having all of those occasions and having all those mindsets in mind is, is great if someone just wants to come here and have a pilsner, I'm cool with that. If someone, you know, people come here all the time and just drink wine, yeah. you know, and like that's not really like doesn't make me happy, but like I'm happy that they're here. And maybe someday they'll try a sour beer and they'll work their way in the beer path, you yeah. know.
1: Strike me as more of a restaurant tour these days than maybe a brewer. I mean, maybe at at heart, day to day you might be a brewer, but it sounds like you've picked up some of the other.
2: Well, I want to be—I want to have a successful business. So, like, I'm sure the other parts of it are trying to keep the business successful, so that I can do the fun, nerdy things. Hey, don't
1: fight do. it, man. If it works, it works. Yeah. So, why here? Why Greenwood Village?
0: Why where we are?
2: Well, you know, you, you mentioned it before. It's kind of a brewery desert. Um, there's really not a lot around here. Um, there are a couple great breweries around here. Resolute's super close by. Peak Views right down the road. Um, but that's kind of it. Um, you know, we from almost a,
1: Du South, really, right? I mean, like if you look at I twenty five, yeah,
2: a not a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I am mean, sorry, we looked, looked, at, we looked at a lot of different neighborhoods. We were like, where are we going to open? Uh, and and you know, we looked at Rhino, and you look at Rhino, and it, you draw a three mile radius around around River North, and there's 38 breweries in that circle. You draw a three mile radius around here, and there's I think two other breweries other okay. than us. Wow. So like well, that's a huge part of it is like brewery density. That's super important. Um, I mean, we did a lot of research on demographic data on household income, um, on working population. Like we're in a, we're on the edge of both the commercial working DTC area and the residential. So we kind of get the both best of both worlds when the offices are open again.
1: Don't worry. I'll spread the word. Um, (laughs) What about a Yak and Yeti down in this corner of the city? Anything like that on the we horizon? We kind of
2: have one down on Hamden. Yeah, that's uh, the one I go to. That's the closest one to here. Yeah.
1: Um, nothing, nothing DTC bad. Well, tell homie over there. Nothing yet. Nothing I'm yet. I'm just saying you could park a Yak and Yeti further south. Is, is Yak and Yeti serve as a built-in distributor or buyer for your beer? Yeah, so
2: we distribute our beer to all four Yak and Yeti restaurant locations, um, which is great to have kind of built in. I'm trying to flag someone down because I want to get some more beer. I know, they're ignoring us. The so.
1: Like, the boss man is busy. I want to get some more beer. If we beers. all start looking thirsty. No, I'm just... I'm you like, look like you're dying, by the way. I am so excited to bring my wife here, and I've never said that
0: about any of our interviews. Like...
1: Who do we have here, by the way? What's your name?
2: Carter. I'm Carter. Carter's going to Car- be on The Bachelor.
1: Oh, right on. Seriously? Are you going to wear that cheetah okay. mask? I am. She's That's in talks. Awesome. She's in talks, though. I was in talks to be on um, Fear Factor once upon a time. Yeah. I love Fear Factor. And it, yeah, it was, uh, that was like the original. It was going to be season two. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: Thanks, Carter. Sorry, I just wanted to get that in because I want to make sure we can talk about some of these fun beers. No, yeah, I'm uh, glad you did. Run out of time. It's a good sign
1: of a good boss, frankly. Um,
2: So we were. uh, What were we talking about? We were talking uh, location. Location. location, location. Don't worry about that. Yeah,
1: I'm not a like Indian food is good, but I'm more worried about the beer. I just can't. I mean, it just this place is so fucking cool
0: because it's it's to give people an idea, listeners. It's like Rock Bottom, but if Rock Bottom Rock Bottom was good. Yeah. Food and beer, right? So like, that's the
2: struggle with most brew pubs. Yeah. It's like either the beer is good and the food sucks, or the f- yeah. or the food is good and the beer sucks. It's it's very rare that and there's a couple breweries that do it really well, but it's it's really rare that they both are kind of on the same level. Yeah. And um, you know, to give you an idea, like there one of our best selling menu items is our um our spent grain pretzels. Okay. And on the surface of it, simple food item, you can get pretzels almost anywhere. They go awesome with beer, so that's great. But we use spent grain um from our brewing process in the pretzels and then we also proof the dough with beer ah. and then we our cheese sauce is made with the jalapeno pilsner oh. and then the mustard is actually fermented we ferment the mustard seeds with kettle soured wort from our scarlet giant beer so there's like all this like beer stuff that's in though that food item um, that makes it so delicious and complex in addition to just it being like a, something you don't have to think about, just like pretzels yeah. at a brewery, you know?
1: So there's not a Cisco truck pulling up on a regular basis just unloading a bunch of…
2: Of pre-made pretzels, no. Like they're making the dough that we're, we're doing it all ourselves.
1: That's insane. Yeah. I mean, who's doing that in town?
0: Who's doing that in town in a brewery?
2: I don't know. Could Class? you have done that
0: anywhere else? Or is it because, like you said, going doing the research, household income, where we are, people are down here… Well, Obviously, you're gonna pay twelve dollars for a fucking pretzel here. Yeah. Probably not gonna do that when I go downtown and to a uh, uh, to uh, Rhino to Rhino
2: to Rhino, right? I mean, I think at the, at the face value of it, if you just like don't know much about food and beer and you want hot pretzels, you could eat it and it would it would it would be delicious. Yeah. But if you're like if you want to geek out on how it's made, it's also like there's a lot
1: of love yeah. that goes into it. Yeah.
0: That makes total sense. All right, what? Uh, okay, so explain the goal for for this location. Yeah. So right? yeah,
1: Sam compared it to being in a rock bottom, but um, I think that was more food and beer. Yeah, yeah, not but atmosphere. I, I honestly feel like we're in a bazaar. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, so like that was that like the
2: design of the space. I kind of talked like about experience a little bit before, but like the design was very much made to feel like you're in an outdoor street market. So like you're inside, there's kind of like a food stall over here. Um, you know, there's like windows, there's doors, there's hanging market lights,
1: cantina type thing. I mean, it does, it feels like it's been cobbled together a little bit in, I mean, not in, it doesn't right. feel intentional. In like a, in like a weathered, weathered yeah, kind of way. Yeah, you guys did a great job.
2: So we wanted it very much to feel like that meeting place. You know, in the US, you don't really have a lot of those. Like you go over, like when I was in Columbia, like you go to the, the street, like you go to the, the, the square, at night, and that's where everyone hangs out. There's like some food carts, people bring some beer, they sit on the steps, they talk with their friends, they talk with their neighbors. It's like a community meeting space. And that's, that was something we really wanted to do here was make it feel like a, a really authentic community meeting, meeting space, but give you kind of the experience like you're maybe in a Southeast Asian street market while you're here. So it's cool. like
1: driveways in my neighborhood these days, right? Yeah, every driveway <laughs> just, is becoming a, every, a neighborhood yeah, meeting place. Every, yeah, well, and in my neighborhood specifically, it's very diverse and cultural. So it's it's entertaining to look up and down the street. Yeah, but on, that's exactly what this feels like on the beer side. I guess knowing that you know your passion
0: is brewing, what is the functionality, the intentionality of this location? What is it going to do? Is it going to be just brewing? Is it gonna be packaging? What's going on here?
2: So uh, we have a 15-barrel brew house in the back. Um, right now, we're, we're trying to stock up all of our serving tanks um, so that we can have everything on yeah. tap that we want to have on tap. But we, we are planning, hopefully sooner rather than later, to bring our packaging in-house. Right now, we do it out-of-house. Um, but we do can a bunch of our beers. And hopefully, sooner rather than later, maybe by August or September, we'll be able to get our own canning line in the back here and put it all under one roof. That's the hope.
1: What about uh, Spice Trade
2: 2.0? Spice Trade 2.0? Man, I'm just getting used to Spice Trade 1.0. Yeah, now. all
1: right. I mean, Spice Trade
2: 2.0, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think it makes a ton of sense to expand a lot in— um, I think this is for you. Oh. Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't think it makes a, a ton of sense to expand a lot in Colorado uh, or in Colorado. I, or love, the I love the area. tech
1: center. I love it, I Yeah. Mean. It's fun. Yeah. Everybody's working. Don't worry about that it. That was weird. We're like was, in the middle uh, of this podcast.
2: You go. Got card.
0: A, yeah, but they, they, he's like those fucking guys. Yeah, they got, Yeah. They got a podcast. What this, the hell is a this
2: podcast? This
1: amateur podcast. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm not yeah. even, I mean. even going to mention what's on this card. Oh, I'd love to see it, goal. but yeah, oh don't my do my it god. live. Yeah, right. yeah, no one gets free pub. No one gets free pub. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Don't don't do it live.
0: Oh my god. Okay, so you want a can here and all that. And you said Prior to our interview, we're doing a tour right now. You're kind of sharing time with Copper Kettle over there and yep. canning your stuff there because you're yep. distributing quite a bit. Yeah, right? we
2: distribute. We just got into Fort Collins and Colorado Springs, wow. um, so so we're distributing kind of in the metro Colorado area.
0: Who's running that show? Who's running the sales show? So um,
2: Jeff Tyler. No, not I me. I, I've got I've got one sales guy who's a rock star. Jeez. Jay. he we self distribute. We were a self small self distributing. I really would
0: have thought there was a team of fifteen twenty no. of you. So like,
2: this is, wow. It's me. I have two brewers or a brewer and assistant brewer and one sales guy,
0: and that's it. And not the a significant other. Things.
1: That's yeah. Send yeah, a yeah, six yeah. pack or two west with Sam this afternoon to Breckenridge. I know a couple of bar yeah. owners up
0: there that we yeah. could yeah probably Stand get some placement into
2: the in. Slope a little bit. I like it. Summit County. Yeah.
0: What are people drinking in terms of what uh, I mean? What are you seeing in numbers uh, from Jay in terms of the sales stuff? Is Jay, 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 Jay the sales guy, Jay not sales Jay, Jay guy. Schrader
1: the... Yeah. I
2: mean, we're doing we're doing a lot of mix packs. Okay. Um, and our Little Umbrella and our Scarlet Giant, especially during the summertime, those okay. things just fly off the shelf. They're good summertime beers. Um, Whole Foods has been selling a ton of our um, mix packs. And honestly, our Jalapeno Pilsner, ever since we canned that, people have been buying that up left and right. That's um, That's been a pretty big seller for us.
0: How'd you get into Whole Foods?
2: Um... A lot of hard work. Okay. They have a very challenging onboarding process. Yeah. Um, but once you're in, you're you're kinda in. And honestly, the stuff that we do matches super well with Whole Foods in yeah. general. Like there they're yeah. there are demos right there. Oh, Carter's got the beer. Oh, that yeah. is the yes. sexiest
1: thing I've seen all day. Other than Carter's Cheetah Mask. Let's walk through these and, and,
0: and kind of keep asking we questions.
2: We have our Thai Triple
1: our that's our king montezuma chocolate stout we have our sumac and then we also have our scarlet giant which is
2: our hibiscus key lime sour yes nailed it
0: all right where do we nice start writer. brewer you tell us yeah where do we start? i'm not even going to touch right. this no, tray because i will you,
1: fucking right. drop so it so yes.
2: we are going to start with the single origin the cured sumac okay so grab one of these this is the one with the single origin cured sumac from turkey so the base saison's pretty clean um but the cured sumac, um, so sum- sumac is a tart red berry that is uh, used as a finishing spice in Middle Eastern cooking, kind of how you'd use like lemon peel or lemon zest or lemon okay. juice, so it's got that tart- tartness to it. Okay. But it's also cured, uh, which means they pack it in salt and it ferments a little bit, so it has a little bit of a vinegary tang to it from that process. But if you didn't know any better, you'd kind of think it was just like a lemony Saison.
1: Yeah, 100%.
2: Like, people ask what our lightest beer is, and, you know, eight times out of ten, I'll point them towards this, and they'll love it because it's really crisp and kind of just clean and a little tangy. Oh, what, no, happens,
0: what happens, um, I guess you don't know yet because you haven't been open you know, with this location long enough, but in the winter... Are you worried at all about this kind of beer flying off the shelves, but also out of kegs? Do you have enough kind of different things in rotation? You're not too worried about this. My point is, this tastes really good right now when it's right. 95 degrees, right. when it's you know maybe 17 not so much degrees. The winter, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So
2: I mean, that's a good point. It's definitely something to think about. Um, you know, with the series, maybe we bump up the alcohol a little bit during the winter time. Or maybe oh. we use a more like hearty spice or something Excellent during the choice. winter time. Not
1: a. Pumpkin spice latte size on maybe. We or? do
2: make a pumpkin spice latte Fuck beer, Fuck yeah! It's but I bet it's called pretty hashtag pretty good. PSL. Soccer, <laughs> soccer moms
1: beware. Oh hashtag PSL available in the in the DTCGVW yeah. <laughs> Greenwood GW. Yeah, that's it. not yeah. 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 know yeah. it was G W V. It doesn't yeah. roll off yeah. the tongue as well. Um, well, no, this is like this. We talk a lot about not not because we're sophisticated, but because we're assholes. We talk a lot about sure. lawn mowing beer. I mean.
0: <sighs> yeah,
1: I don't want to know what the alcohol is in this because if I told my wife I was drinking this to mow the lawn, I'd th- drink it.
2: I think it's
0: six four.
2: I think.
1: Are you serious? That's not bad. I mean, I I drink way
0: heavier than that to mow the lawn, but I could like get up in the morning and have one of these. You know, if I was hungover, yeah. Uh, this is, or you know, no, night. no, <laughs>
1: I would drink this for breakfast.
2: You can make a beer mosa with. I was with just some gonna say. I don't. I don't
1: know. You know, I don't think we've ever broached the subject of a beer mosa. Also known as, according to Brian Schrader, a Mile High Mimosa. Huh. Oh um, Was that created Trademarked. trademarked. <laughs> oh,
2: God. I
0: got to stay away from trademarks. I am so Don't impressed by this. I'm not just saying this, Jeff. My no, God. that's a like, great this beer. Is, this is the whole, just the whole thing, the whole experience. This is... Well, this might be my. Uh, do you feel
1: like? Did you feel like you bought one of those plane tickets from the nineties where you just got to go west yeah. until you landed back yeah, in Denver? Kind of, kind of. I do. do. You do to cool. go
0: food, by the way. My wife's asking. Not for They've tonight. Walked out yeah. with like. Do we what? Do you do to go food? Like can we you do order what? Okay. You want some to know. go food? We'll no, not in, no not tonight. No, no, we'll do it. But I mean, seriously, I, night, yeah. Yeah. Catherine can come in and pick it up too. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I'm going to take a picture of the menu for her too. Because yeah. she may. We're leaving to go to Breck. She's staying home. So she may come pick
1: something up later. But oh. it's a good night. delicious. Let's go. Let's do beer number two. Yeah. So
2: beer number two is going to be the Scarlet Giant, that uh, pink rose color beer.
1: I'm just going to turn the tray for the benefit of travelers and.
0: You know lazy Susan. You like a little lazy Susan. Yeah, That's yeah. great. You can't say that. It's very. I sorry I read Is it the, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's something about lazy Susan. Man. But really? Yeah. I can't say anything anymore. You can't. So what about dumb waiter? Same, yeah, you can't Damn. Well <laughs> I got nothing. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Let's, so if I
1: call my kid a dipshit, is that still allowed? Maybe.
0: I think that's allowed. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, so this is Scarlet Giant. It's a hibiscus key lime goza. Um so it's got um, it's fermented with a wild yeast that we cultured at the Denver Botanic Gardens okay. off of a scarlet giant hibiscus flower. That's where the name comes from. So we went there. We worked with their horticulturists. We yeah. had like, tree dishes, and we were like sampling fruit skins and flowers. And we found a yeast that fermented uh, fermented beer, and that's what this is made with.
0: Holy shit! Can you get this in a can?
2: Yeah, you we can, can that. Yeah. Okay. So this is like my go-to like. Summit beer because it's got electrolytes in it. We use Utah rock salt, um, oh. <laughs> so you can like have it after a bike ride
0: or a hike, and it's like.
1: Let me get this for the wife and bring it home. We're done, dude. This, this one would be amazing in a beer mosa too. Frankly, yeah, wow, this is little little tang. For yep. those of you who like a good hard
0: seltzer, right? Which we make a lot of sh- fun of. Just give up the hard seltzer and have one of these. Drink a real beer, quite honestly, right? This like. Is a good
2: beer. Kind of the folks that say they don't like beer or that are only into wines yeah. a lot of people kind of dig this it's wow. got kind of that like really dry but sort of mm-hmm. strawberry fruit punchy kind of flavor and and
1: and the back sweet. end is so clean like it's not yeah it's not and less it's and less carbonated too if I I mean is that intentional
2: uh, I think it's probably been sitting maybe a little oh, bit okay um it should be well
1: probably. then we just threw somebody under the bus yeah. don't don't pay any attention to that it's just so <laughs> good. we'll edit
2: that out in post
1: Oh, my Sam's God. Sam's really good at that. He edits about 51% of what I say out anyway. Thanks. You haven't said
0: anything in this interview that I have to cut out. I have not made any notes that said minute, <laughs> minute 33. You should, you
1: should keep all those notes in a single notebook.
0: Oh, I should. I should. You're that right. would
1: be like a journal. Oh, my God. A, a book, journal of jays. Yeah, stuff. yeah, exactly. Wait until my kids are dead. No. Wait
0: until we're all dead. Okay, so um, as we are kind of sipping on these... How did COVID nineteen impact opening and, and and you know your
1: first few months? And let's just start. I already there. warmed him up on this question, so yeah, this should yep. be easy. Yep.
2: I got some. I got a. I got a pre interview.
1: Couple of watermelon pitches.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I mean it sucks. We'd prefer to not be wearing masks our entire day, and we'd prefer to have more people than we have. Um, in all honesty, we've been surprisingly busy. And we have been taking all of the COVID guidelines super strictly. Um, You have to wear a mask when you're here. We're sanitizing high touch surfaces every hour. Uh, We're doing as many things touchless as we can. Um, So we're taking it really seriously. We want people to come out. We want people to be safe and have a good time. Um, But it was tough. You know, we were supposed to open up in early April. We couldn't open up in early April. Um, We opened up early May with to go beer. And then a couple weeks later, we started doing to go food. And then June fifth was our first official day for dine in, Ah. and um, that's four weeks ago today. It's our four-week anniversary. Thanks.
0: Congratulations. No, I mean you have done. I would say we haven't been to a lot of places, you know, since we since things started reopening. It is the most actual socially distanced tap room we've been to. Like, it's very clear we're at least six feet away from everybody else. Yeah,
1: like it's it's nice. Yeah, I would not appreciate that. I would not feel uncomfortable bringing my family here. No, 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 not at right. all.
2: Yeah, and we have a massive patio, which helps a ton, yeah. and we took over like half the parking lot, which helps a ton. So, you know, the six feet guidelines are pretty strict, and you know, it's it doesn't quite have that marketplace feel, but it also doesn't have that pandemic feel. Yeah. So that's kind of what we were going for. That
1: Ebola outbreak. Ebola outbreak. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have that. Tell us, how tough was it to get? Uh into the parking lot, I mean, we've talked to some people and we've heard from some breweries that you had to get special permits and start the process for outdoor yeah. space almost, it sounds like, before quarantine even started, but yeah. um, down here in Greenwood Village, you guys are in a more, I don't want to say secluded, but it's uh This parking lot's totally empty the Yeah, the parking lot's perfect not for it. Yeah. I feel like you could just rope it off completely and nobody would know.
2: Yeah, yeah so we lucked out. I mean, our, our Greenwood Village has been extremely helpful through all of this. They're a smaller city, so they're they're able to be a lot more nimble than like if we were in Denver. Yeah. Um, so it was there was a lot of paperwork and it was a lot of process. You know, we had to have the fire department inspect it. We had to have the city inspect it. We had to submit plans. We had to pay fees. It was a lot of work, but it went pretty quick. Okay. Uh, it actually took us longer to physically get the tables and chairs and umbrellas delivered than it took us to get the permit in place. Wow. Because, okay. like. Patio furniture is like back-ordered everywhere right yeah, now. Yeah. Because
1: everywhere is trying to. That never occurred open, to me. Open it's up like outdoor puzzles. Stuff. Yeah. And bikes. <laughs> and it's hard to find. And yeah. bikes. Yeah. yeah and bikes. bikes.
0: Yep. Bikes are hard. Yep. Weeds time. pretty Stand hard to come boards. by too. I think. <laughs> oh no shit. That's that's a whole other problem. So as we as we. I, I, we're gonna to to do a round two here because there's so much more to talk about. But I do got to leave. Um,
2: we have two minutes to chug these other two
1: beers. Yes, okay, five twenty is
0: not my hard stop. As we drink them, I know, but I've got the equipment. You don't know any how any of this works, so
1: I don't know how any of this shit yeah, works. Know, yeah, exactly.
0: What are you thinking? You know, are you expecting another shutdown? What are you and all talking about? You know, not just here, but also at Yak and Yeti. What has gone through your heads in the last seven days?
2: I don't know. I mean, it's if there's anything I've learned in the last couple months, it's just it's so hard to predict what next week's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) just like do the best you can. And and that's why we're taking all these guidelines so seriously is because like we're so lucky to even be able to be open right now. Yeah. And we really need to be able to be open. And so we're trying to be as stringent as we can with the guidelines. And hopefully if we're good about it and other businesses are good about it, we'll be able to at least stay open in the same capacity that we're at now. And that's kind of the best we can hope for.
0: Did you have much luck, sorry, before I forget, kind of throwing in that six-pack of beer with an order at Yak and Yeti? I mean, was the marketing team able to, and the sales team able to kind of do that? Yeah,
2: we sell all our beer at Yak and Yeti. You can buy six-packs to go there. Um,
0: Were people buying them, though? What's up? Were people buying them? Yeah, we were selling
2: a lot of beer, a lot of beer through there. I mean, that was the only place we were selling beer for the last, you know, year. Yeah. Yeah. but we've been selling a ton of beer to go here as well. And a lot of people are starting to stock up for the holiday weekend with, yeah. uh, with the to-go beer. So. <sighs> well,
0: shit. Yep. Um, let's drink the next one. Right, yeah. This one
2: I love. It's the Thai Triple. It is a Belgian-style triple inspired by Thai ingredients. It's made with kefir lime leaves, lemongrass, ginger, and coriander.
1: Just smell that. that. I mean, I said it earlier. Sensory overload. The smells in this place, you don't even have to drink the beer for crying out loud. It's amazing.
2: So there's a lot of ingredients in this beer, but I would argue that it's not overwhelming and it's like pretty delicately balanced because cause like sometimes when you use a lot of ingredients, it's easy to overdo any one ingredient or overdo all of them and make it kind of this undrinkable mess.
0: Jeff, this is, you make a damn good beer. Holy shit. <laughs>
1: What about bars and restaurants? Yeah. I mean, if and when the time comes, the governor just shut down bars again, so we're not yeah. going to be looking for you at the Falling Rock necessarily, or yeah. maybe we are, I don't know. But um, where, where else outside of Yak and Yeti and this tiny little spot in I mean, for right, for right now,
2: it's, it's here and it's at, at local liquor stores. Um,
1: okay. Go ahead and name drop a couple of so killer liquor Tipsy's, stores.
2: I love the guys at Tipsy's. They're amazing people. Um, Whole Foods, you can find our stuff Um, Molly's Argonaut um, Hazel's up in Boulder Wyatt's Wet Goods up in Longmont There's a ton of smaller little ones that I'm not going to remember Off the top of my head Dr. uh, Samuel
1: J's Trunk moving west This afternoon, I guarantee there's going to be a flat Going out of here, for sure
2: Tuscany down in Colorado Springs I think is one of them Tuscany Um, Yeah
0: This is unique in the best way possible where, I don't, I don't know. You you're, you run the show. You're you're running the business, but you got beer competitors. But this isn't really even in the same race, if that makes sense. This well, is this
1: is. I feel like yeah. Some I wanna, of the beers here, they have to create a category for probably like they've done yeah. for some of the other people we've. Well, talked that's the to.
2: challenging thing, man, and that's what frustrates me most about like beer competitions, like. Like, my beers fit in one category. Almost all of them are in, like, the herb, spice, vegetable category. Yeah. And it's just, like, great. I can enter one beer this year, and it's up against everyone else. And it's, it's and I don't know. Honestly, like, I, I'm not super worried about meddling in competitions sure. because it's not yeah. what keeps my business afloat. But it, it can be a little frustrating sometimes when people compare it to something else and maybe need to be able to judge it a little more objectively on its own.
1: You need to you need to spin off the Yak and Yeti label so that you can submit two beers in the same category, there you go. just Double like that. Up. Yeah, that's a good idea for real. I mean, fuck those guys. You do have
2: two licenses.
1: That's what I'm saying. All right, last one. What are we drinking now? now? This is this
2: is I saved the best for last and the most alcoholic for last. Oh, let's do a quick pop quiz. What do you think the alcohol is on this? Guy? Based oh. on based on ex- taste experience. Oh, taste.
1: Five, six. Well, taste, I was going I to I say four, but I tried to talk into the glass. I'm going to guess it's probably more in the six and a half to sevens. We don't know anything, Jeff, Yeah, we I really. That's the
0: entire premise of this, was we just like to drink I was, beer. Okay, okay, I
1: swear it. to Christ, I wasn't judging you earlier. Yeah. No, I'm, I was just joking. Earlier. No, no, yeah, I know, no, but I, I, I like I, to make it clear you. to people, I don't brew beer. I don't give a shit most of the time how it's brewed. I really like how it tastes.
2: That's the most important part. It's
1: sexy to watch, and I. I but if it d-
2: doesn't taste good at the end, it probably wasn't yeah, worth whatever yeah. was. I'm done. a
1: beer drinker, not a.
2: So this is nine point two percent. Nine point two. Yeah.
1: My, that my explodes. Talking okay. in the glass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Ten and a half. You got to take a picture of that, Jesus. Oh, the next word. one's ten and a half. Yeah. Sam's, have to drink all this. Sam's driving. I got to take the full full one.
2: So this is a Mayan Chocolate Imperial Stout. So this. So I went to this awesome exhibit at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science okay. that talked about how chocolate was made. And this is this recipe was based off of that experience that I had there. So it's an imperial stout. It's brewed with Ceylon cinnamon, uh, which is native to Central America. It's different than like the um uh the like the, the King cinnamon. Super cinnamon? It's, it's, yeah, it's not that big red gum. It's more a citrusy. Phone. Jay. Um, oh my Mexican god. Mexican vanilla. And then four different chili peppers. So, like, it's brewed with Aleppo, Pasilla Negra, Urfa, and Ancho chili peppers. Like, peppers that are kind of you'd find in mole normally.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally that, get that. That, that. I can see that now so that you it's say that. got a
2: little spice on the back end, but really, 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 really subtle. Rich, chocolatey, velvety.
1: I, I mean, I get the chocolate right off the bat. It's, it's awesome. There you go.
2: We've traveled around the world through beer.
1: Right. In 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, we can do this every
1: week if you want. We should. Have
0: yeah, we can we have a standing show, just a standing no. show. Yeah. That'd be a ton of fun. You know, once once yeah, you have it's to go easy back to for work, you.
1: I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be coming in here for lunch. My God. Well, actually, yeah, I'm gonna be coming in here for lunch.
0: Jeff Tyler, thank you so much. I promise you, we'll come back. We yeah. promise you, we will come Thanks back and do being one here, of these. Guys. This is a lot of fun. Cheers, I, uh, clink. Hate to, clink. you know, usually these interviews we want to end as fast as possible because not usually, sometimes, right? I could tell that you could probably talk for three hours. Jeff's cooler than Baltimore.
1: most of our interviewees. Yes. yes. Thank you guys. you um, guys make me feel so nice. Really appreciate it.
0: Come to, my God, everybody. I know there are so many of you who, who live down in this area, but Spice Trade Brewing Company, we are at DTC Boulevard and in Orchard. Yep. You will not be let down. I mean, you can smell how good the food is. I'm going to get some food to go, maybe. Depends. And the beer is fantastic. So, Jay, what, what are your closing comments?
1: Oh, I, I have, I mean, he blacked out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll skip Quiznos and just come here. Oh, I was, I was actually i was trying to remember. Never. I thought it was a subway. Yeah. Is it really? That's funny. Yes. It'd have to close. I thought it was a subway. So you're keeping this place afloat. You and FedEx. Me and FedEx. <laughs> you handedly. Is there
2: still oh a daycare on the back side of the building? There is, Pemrose. yeah. Uh, the okay. Pemro School? Yeah, they're yeah. still there. And there's a
1: nail salon. There's
2: a nail salon. There's, there's, there's nail a salon. massage parlor. I feel like
1: certain people in this neighborhood could drop their kid off and not even leave the parking lot and have a full day.
0: And with that, we are going to end it. No, because that's a good, a good way to end it. Jeff Tyler, thank you so much. Spice State Brewing Company, this is amazing. Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks. Seacrest out.
2: When they come to tea,